Welcome to another episode of Heathen in the Hedge. This is a podcast about marriage, magic, and beyond. My name is Merlin. And I'm Shay. Today marks another episode of Witchy Wednesday. And today we're going to be talking about divination. What is divination, Shay? <laughs> so that is um, it's a very broad spectrum thing. But there's a many ways to to uh talk about divination and what it really is yeah um it's really more of anything i guess an attempt to gain information by means of uh ritualistic approaches um or just signs um sometimes it's just synchronicities right looking for like the supernatural like sequences like you said Mm -hmm. um so I'm going to try to see if I can find a, a more proper definition. Uh, let's see. My personal. Divination. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah. I'm going to just give you this different, this, uh, definition, but divination is to foresee, to foretold, foretell, to predict, um, to prophesy. It is the attempt to gain insight into a question or situation by a standardized practice of ritual. Yeah. So there you go. That sure. is um, that is what Wikipedia would say is the is the proper definition of divination. For sure, yeah. So, um, what are the different forms of divination? We there's a lot of them, a ton of them. Yeah. Let's uh let's quickly skim this list, babe. Do you want to give it a list? Sure. We've got tarot, which I'm gonna just I'm just gonna say tarot, but that covers like any sort of like oracle cards or rune cards or any sort of card reading. There's even people that read regular old plan cards, which is something that I would like to explore myself. Then you've got Celtic Oum, I think is how you pronounce it. It's Celtic rune reading. Then you've got the Norse runes, which I practice regularly. You've got tea leaves, mm-hmm. automatic writing. That's something both Shay and I are yeah. very interested yeah. in looking looking into mm-hmm. you've got i don't even know how you say that basically oh, hand hand divination but i don't know how to say what, what it's oh, i think it's um it's um like chirogamy yeah kig chirognomy yeah which is, um, which is kind of reading like the characteristics and like of the hand it's but, not necessarily palm reading yeah but no palm reading and palmistry are like um a whole another section of the hand so that's another um type of reading and then we also have like pendulum um bone reading and that's like any type because i know like there's plenty of people who use like different types of animal bones different types of um things like that and then we also have um stone reading which they call like lithomancy um we also have like water scrying numerology um, mirror scrying, crystal scrying, dreams. I mean, there's tons. dreams. That's a big one. Yeah, dreams is probably I would say my most unintentional divination. Mm-hmm. Like it's my strongest, and I don't even try. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna dive a little bit in more into that. So there you go. There's that's a little bit of a, just a, a base a basic description overall of what divination is, and then kind of what that in- includes, and. Um, Let's kind of get a little bit more into basically like how did we get into divination? Like how did we uh, start using it in our practice? Uh, Mine was kind of by both curiosity and accident. I was starting to dabble and like look into the occult Mm -hmm. several years ago and decided to buy a scrying crystal, just a regular like clear crystal scrying ball right got it in the mail cleansed it with my sage or whatever i did it's been years ago um and tried to scry because i'd done a lot of research on how to scry right and and how exactly do you scry it's it's a i mean it's a meditation like it's it's you got to get into it's weird because you got to get into a mindset but you're also catching like images and symbols and like I've even seen people's faces so it's like a, in a crystal. Intense focus. It's yes, it's folk. You got to focus, 
focus and concentrate and you're you'll tune in with the crystal and be able to see images in the crystal but the first time i tried it i was just going all willy-nilly like this will be cool like yeah i'm gonna try it and i saw like a big bird like it looked like a bird like flying towards me in the crystal scared the fuck out of me and i didn't touch the damn thing for like two years like I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't i didn't touch it for two years and it's funny that like that's it, the, my first real like hands-on experience with it scared me and then scrying turns into one of my more favorites. more favorite mm -hmm. divination practices so as for you, it was, as uh, a seasoned yeah wizard so for you it was <laughs> for you it was kind of like you were just trying anything i was I, playing i, I, remember I was that fucking we, playing and yeah, i wasn't ready <laughs> yeah because i remember that we um we had never really had like i mean i had always i think i had a t uh a tarot card deck, mm -hmm. but we had never really used them or, or even looked at them or anything. And you hadn't, you weren't ever really into cards, I wouldn't say. So no, not until you recently, were, you've always been more into books of anything. So, mm -hmm. um, I kind of feel like when you got a crystal, that was definitely like your, like your first step into kind of doing any kind of divination. Yeah. Um, which, which is really cool. Uh, for me personally, I, Got into divination starting out with cards, like with tarot cards. Yeah. I've always kind of used tarot cards um, since I was younger. But even then, I, I really didn't have a full grasp of how to use them. So once I was older and I started using them more regularly on my own, I kind of started to get more comfortable with how to use them. Now, don't get me wrong. I am awful with memory so i can't remember every card and i don't remember every. you're very good though yeah i don't remember every single uh you know image on every single card like major arcana i know a lot of them but i don't know all of them and like minors are definitely still ones that i'm like learning so it's it's with time but um tarot cards were definitely like one of the first things that i gravitated towards and then over time i really got into like pendulum and rune mm -hmm. reading mm -hmm. um those are the ones i mainly like to do for myself like yeah. what i find kind of funny is when it comes to um using any type of crystal like when i'm using like my pendulum which is made out of like a aventurine crystal or when i'm using my runes which are just made out of like these um like these river rocks that i bought at the store but i made it myself and when i'm using those for some reason i really like using them for myself but for my cards i usually like using for others instead of myself yeah um, and I'm not sure if there's a reason for that or, but it's a big part of my practice. So I, I kind of just started out with like buying a deck and I always kind of had a deck, but it wasn't one that I was connected to. So I bought a deck that I was interested in, kind of got myself connected to it. And then over time I would do readings for myself, you know, just one card or three card or things like that. And then over time I kind of started reading for others. And I always found that my readings for others were a lot more stronger than for myself, but totally. I, I tended to just, uh, basically would just keep trying to read the cards and kind of get a grasp for them. I feel like all types of divination, the only way that you're going to get comfortable with them is by just trying to incorporate them, um, a couple times, just uh -huh. learning how to get comfortable with, you got to use them. You have to play to them. Right. You kind of have to play. Right. Um, cause with pendulum, pendulum was easy for me. I always felt a connection with crystals and like the energy in rocks. So when I started doing pendulum work, I don't use it often because I feel like it's almost too easy for me. If that makes sense. Like I almost got, <laughs> I almost got like too, too comfortable with the fact that like I could just ask a question and it would just be like, yes, no, maybe. And it would just be an easy one for me mm -hmm. because I'm so connected with the crystals. But I felt like with tarot or like with my Oracle cards or like with my runes, I had to kind of read a little bit harder. Like it was a little bit more of like interpretation. And I like the, um, the work of having to interpret. So it, it all just kind of started with buying a, a deck and just mm -hmm. kind of going for it. Kind of just, taking my time with it and then we ended up making our runes together like that was uh or no no it wasn't together but at the same time it was around the same it time it was around the yeah. same time that we were um sitting down and we both decided to make a rune set yeah and so that was really fun like just hand making it ourselves and mm -hmm. um even though they're nothing like super special they mean a whole heck of a lot to us because we just you know handmade them and they have plenty of magic so yeah i love using my rune set 
So speaking, um, speaking on that note, are there any forms that you don't like when it comes to divination? Are there mm. any that you don't like to use? I wouldn't say there's any that I don't like to use. Like just any that but don't really resonate with you. Traditional, no, because I feel I feel like drawn to almost every form. Because like, I would say the one that I'm like least connected with because mm-hmm. I don't do it as often would be traditional tarot. Like I love like oracle cards and like I've got a set of rune cards. Like I love card reading, mm-hmm. but as far as like knowing tarot like the like the technical information Mm -hmm. that goes with every card i want to know more of that but i don't i don't i don't well yeah i do have an answer for that i don't feel as connected to um pendulum Mm -hmm. for some reason i mean i can do pendulum readings but it just uh i can do it but i don't do it very often because i don't feel very connected to that so that, that art yeah right. okay but yeah i definitely want to learn more about tarot mm-hmm. and and other forms yeah i was gonna say um one of the the types that i'm not uh, a huge fan on is like scrying like as much as like you're into scrying yeah i've tried it a couple of times and i didn't get much from it it kind of scrying is 100 percent intuition yeah like it's, I, it just felt kind of hard for me to do and i felt like when i was doing it, it i just was looking and just looking and just looking and then at one point i felt like my eyes were just starting to cross and i was <laughs> i was just <laughs> it was it was getting ready to work yeah, it was um, it was difficult for me. So I wasn't a big fan of the scrying, and I never really used that much of that. Um, as well as like bones, I don't think I'd ever really be interested in like any kind of bone casting. But yeah. it is very interesting. It's cool, and I, yeah. and I can only imagine it would be really um, very interesting for others that do do it, and I'd like to know more about it. One that wasn't in our list that I think I would like to study a little more, but I think, I don't know if it comes from like more African traditions, so I'd want to go at it the right way, but it's uh, like geomancy, mm-hmm. which is both, there's two types of geomancy. There's one that it's just, you're using like playing dice. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, you're casting like a handful of dirt, mm-hmm. but those are both considered forms of geomancy. Yeah. Very but, interesting. but I know those have very specific origins Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't want to go at it just willy-nilly not knowing the history of it and you know if those if those gods were even interested in working with a old white hillbilly like me yeah (laughs) so um what are some of your experiences um uh, and it doesn't even have to be with ones that you particularly feel the most comfortable with but are there any that you have tried that you'd like to get better with? Are there any that you um, had good good times trying at least, but maybe you're just, you know. I think the pendulum was fun to try, but just never, just never clicked with it completely. Um, stuff that I could get better at. Yeah. I mean, I could always be better at all of them. I would definitely like to do scrying more. Like I need to get back into scrying because I haven't done it in a while. Um, what about you? I'll let you answer the question and then I'll well, ponder. Okay. I guess uh, for me, like a big one was the one that I really didn't think too hard about, but that is a really big one for me is the dreams. Um, I never really thought about dreams as a form of divination, but when I saw it on the list, I was kind of like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I am like a natural astral traveler and I tend to see and know when I'm not like in a dream. Like I can usually tell like when I'm in my comfortable Mm -hmm. place that is another, I don't know, dimension realm. uh, The astral realm. Yeah. My astral realm, like wherever I go when I sleep. So, um, and we can have a whole nother episode a little bit more about that in detail if anybody has more questions for me as to how you that... did just give me my answer though so but keep talking yeah but but just <laughs> but going deeper into that i want to get better with my dreams 
I will say the same thing. Like it's uh it's not something that came natural to me right away, but after practicing it for a while, like dream work has been pretty good, especially with like ancestor work lately. Mm-hmm. Like you can get a lot of like heavy spiritual work done through intentional dream work. I've gotten very good at it, but I I could be much better at it. And it wasn't something that came natural to me. It's something I had to really, really work at, but Shay can, she just does it naturally. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how, Yeah, I don't know how I do it. Well, for a long time, I didn't even know I was doing it. Mm-hmm. I had someone who um, was a friend of mine who is really good with astrology. And she told me that like inside of my chart, there was something in the chart that basically made me like a natural astral traveler Mm -hmm. and um when she kind of said that i said you know that makes a lot of sense because i feel like when i sleep i don't necessarily um like i kind of feel like i'm aware but i'm not aware yeah and and a lot of times when i wake up i'm still really tired because i don't feel like i actually rested and when i do feel rested i know that i dreamed yeah instead of traveled so it's it's really weird um but there it's are ways. I, there are ways, though, to make it not as tiring. Well, yeah, I know. I'm just. I'm trying to get better with it. But as of now, like, I feel like I see a lot of, um, like, things in my dreams that I'm not as good at interpreting. But mm-hmm. I, but I have a lot of like control with it. So if I got a little bit better with it, I feel like I could definitely do more. Yeah, like, for sure. See more for sure. Um, but but that's just one. That's just one particular example of like uh one of them another one that i would really like is the automatic writing like i I like to experience it i've never never even done it it. but i want to try it um i kind of feel like in a way i have a hard time focusing sometimes so i don't know how easy it would be for me to uh to do so that's it's something i'm still like looking into and and uh but experience wise I mean, I've done a lot of Pendulum. I've done a lot of Tarot. I've done a lot of Rune. I've done a lot of Oracle. Um, I also have gotten into, like, aura readings and um, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I even do that sometimes, like, just for the fun of it. I feel like we do a, a lot of energy readings, like, from pictures and stuff. Yeah, we used to do that that a lot. Yeah, we used to do a lot of that, like, just for fun. Yeah. Like, just finding a picture of somebody and saying, like, hey, do you want me to read you? And then they'd be like, sure. So that was kind of cool. Totally. Um, But we we haven't had a ton of experience with with all of the various options that there are when it comes to that. But I have had my palm read before, and I thought that that was a really fun experience. I have not. I've actually never had any sort of professional reading done myself, ever. Yeah, I... um, It was just recent. I was at a friend's uh, store and there was a palm reader. So mm-hmm. I decided to have her read me. And she told me basically that like, I'm a very intuitive, creative person and that I have like a really good long lifeline mm-hmm. and that I have a lot of um, like dreams and things that I want to do. And that kind of stuff. So she was pretty accurate. Like, I mean, I had never even met the woman before. So it wasn't like things that she that I didn't know, per se, about myself. But it was cool for someone else to tell you tell me that <laughs> about myself just based off of my hand alone. So well, that's funny that you say that, that it wasn't anything you didn't know. When I've done readings for people, it always feels like I'm just affirming what they already know, typically. Yes, yes. Like I think that that's... There's no outside knowledge. It's like I'm tapping into... I, it's like I feel like I'm tapping into the other person. Yeah. And basically saying, yes, you're not crazy. Like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Or vice versa. Like, Absolutely. yes, you are being fucking crazy right now. And stay the fuck away from this person. Like, Yes, <laughs> yes. That is, that is one key thing. Like, if you all ever... Um, venture into reading for others um as a as a form of like you know work or things like that um just keep in mind that when you are doing readings they are solely based off of your intuition and yeah your clients are gonna either like what you say or not like what you say but either way it is for you to never to, doubt yourself exactly do not doubt yourself because a lot of 
a lot of times what you're saying may not pertain to right now. Maybe like three months later, down the road, something happens or they get a, they get like an epiphany of the reading that you gave them. And it's like, oh shit, like that's what they were talking about. Like, right, right. don't ever doubt yourself. Whenever they say it doesn't seem right, stick to your guns because it's your intention. It's your intuition only. You're not, a, a, somebody doesn't go to a reader to be told right. what they want to hear. Like, right. That's <laughs> one of the biggest ones. Like that's not even a question on our list, but I yeah. will put that on there is like one of the, the biggest, uh, like the hardest divinations to do mm -hmm. for others is tarot. Yeah. Because tarot, it doesn't change and everyone can access tarot information from anywhere on the internet. Um, and most of all of the interpretations are going to be, about on the same lines so if you're reading for someone and you interpret a card a little bit differently than maybe what is in the original readings a lot of times people can i've had people come to me and say like well that's not exactly what that card means and then i have to explain to them in depth like it's like maybe you should have given how, yourself a fucking reading right <laughs> like this is this is I'm, I'm telling you that this is how i read it because yeah. this is how it pertains to your life and then once yeah. i said that you know she was like oh okay that makes sense but just remember that if they know what they're doing they're not going to be there for a reading if yeah they, and if and if they do know what they're doing and they're there for a reading it's supposed to be out of support only they're not supposed to be there to tell you how to do your job for sure because tarot though there are like set things of what the, the cards mean it is still 100 percent your interpretation of where, oh, yeah. th where that would be placed in the person's life or yeah. it's still it's still just an oracle deck is all mm -hmm. it is it's just an it's got it's, a lot yes. more like um solid there's a lot more like that, yes that are in place yeah versus like an oracle which is a little bit more like it, it changes based on the reader yeah so um let's talk a little bit more like in the in the ways to prepare for when you're doing divination so um uh, i don't think a lot of I don't think we've talked at all or we have in previous episodes a little bit about like how to protect yourself during magical um, events, uh -huh. like when you're doing uh, spell work and rituals and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So with divination, it's uh, pretty much the same. You're definitely going to want to protect yourself. How do you prepare? Like what are what are some ways that you like to prepare for divination? I, um, I almost don't do anything physical. Yeah. I will burn like an incense or light a candle occasionally, but usually I just ring a bell and meditate mm -hmm. and try and tune into, I don't want to say call them like my spirit guides because I don't believe that pertains to what I'm trying to talk about. It's more of like my spirit team, mm -hmm. like the deities and spirits that i work with i try to summon and like channel into them because whenever i'm going into like a trance or something i definitely want some spirits there that have my best mm -hmm. interests yeah at hand that are going to kind of guide me through the situation and how to interpret it like okay. that's why i think i've built a relationship with those spirits is because they're like my uh what's the word i'm looking for they're like my they're like your support team. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, they're my ambassadors. They're yeah. my spiritual ambassadors. Whenever I go cross over to the other side, I want people that are from there to be like, Hey, this is chance <laughs> or Merlin, whatever you want to call me. I think that's the first time I've called myself that in this have, show. Yeah. <laughs> this is Merlin. And, uh, he's here to ask some questions. Right. Right. <laughs> so very, very much. So, um, yeah giving you some guidance yes um for me i definitely do prepare in a ritual like when i am gonna do even just divination i sit i cleanse my space i cleanse my cards i cleanse my energy i kind of do like a quick little like just get myself into the zone and i like to place like my hands on my cards and meditate a little bit into them, just like good energy and what I want my reading to be, whether I'm asking a question or just asking for a message or whatever. And, um, usually like I just go off of the feel, like when I'm picking out cards, I like to shuffle them until I feel like the something in inside of me tells me to stop shuffling. And then I just kind of splay out and pick 
my cards. So totally, that's yeah. kind of my process. So that's my process um, for just getting prepared. Totally. Yeah. There's definitely a tuning in. There's a, you instant. have to tune it yeah, in. Yeah, definitely. Just get like, just light an instant, get yourself into that space of being open to receive because yeah. you can't really like, I feel like that's where when I'm going into it to prepare, I have to completely cleanse everything in that moment and get myself into a complete quiet. Totally. It has to be quiet in my mind, quiet in the space, quiet everywhere. Because for sure, if I, if I'm not focusing it, or if not even focus, like I really don't even want to put my own energy into it. I want it to be that the that the message is coming from the universe, and I'm for not sure, trying yeah. to tamper it because I feel like sometimes when I read for myself, if I focus too hard on what I want mm-hmm. my cards to tell me, for sure, it you know I kind of feel like I I influence the energy a little bit. Totally, it is much easier for me to do. It's much clearer for me to do a reading for somebody else. Yeah. Because I can, I it's easier for me to separate my thoughts from like cosmic thought. Exactly, exactly. Where, like you said, if you're reading for yourself, which I have gotten better at knowing when I'm reading for myself, which I don't do very often, but yeah, it's so much you do harder. More than I do. It's so much harder to read for yourself than it is for other people. Like reading for other people is like a cinch. Yeah. For for both me and Shay, I think. Yeah. But it's there's a little more filtering to do whenever you are reading for yourself because you do have influence your influential thoughts. Cause you want shit to go a certain way. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna, like I've, if I've, you can tip it in that direction mentally, you're going to do that to make yourself feel better. Yeah, like I mean, <laughs> your energy is also included in the, in the, in the work as well, even if yeah. you're just seeking an answer. So you have to be like clear to not uh, tamper with your own results. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> what are some of our differences? Like, Things that we do or do not do, um, you know, agree with in uh, divination. I know one of the biggest ones that we were discussing was like Ouija boards. Yeah. I don't personally do Ouija boards. Well, I don't either. I know, but I'm not... I, know, I know neither one of us do, but I'm saying I would not do a Ouija board because I personally believe that it is like a more dangerous type mm-hmm. of divination. And you said that you don't think that it's any more dangerous than any other type of divination. No, to me, it's no different than like scrying or pendulum breeding. You're, you're con you're more or less contacting other energies and inviting them to give you a little bit of a hand, mm-hmm. like deciphering some right. information. So, I mean, I can understand. Well, the reason I will respect people that don't like want to have a Ouija board. Like that doesn't bother me. Like, cause there, there can be, but there yeah. can, there can be bad things happen with any type of divination. No, I know. Um, I'm saying I personally just don't like using Ouija boards at all. Like I wouldn't recommend anyone use a Ouija board at all because I believe it's a, totally different type of divination it's um it's more of a portal because you're giving the spirit a chance like the power to actually use words and words are like like they're spelling and that is is almost like i don't know it's it's an actual spell like if i'm just seeking a spirit i'm getting more of 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 answers in my mind and energies and like from my cards and stuff like that versus i guess you're actually giving the spirit like the power within to possess something enough to move it and give you an answer that seems so much more in depth and 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 um, for sure dangerous to me than just getting an answer from my pendulum i don't know well i think what could be dangerous about it and i could see that as being a little different on a ouija board as you're most people are just going to it and inviting anything that will come in like typically when i'm doing any other type of like spirit work or divination i know who i'm contacting like i know what spirit is going to show up and what it's going to be like if it's not that spirit showing up and I can shut it down immediately. But with a Ouija board, I could see that being a little more loosey goosey. You're just right, like, right. whoever wants to come through, come on through. And like, yeah, so it's, it's just, yeah, it's just something that I feel like for sure take lightly. I am just not a fan because I believe that, uh, when you put something into spelling, into words like that's like more action. So if it's a freaking spirit and it says, you know, you ask it its name. That's a 
listen, I think we all know in this in in the witchy world when we say like you know the name of a spirit and that's a whole nother level of uh, of dangerous. So you just have to be super careful when you're you know contacting spirits. Yeah, I feel giving them the power mm-hmm. to actually move through you and and spell things like that's a another level of spell work that you have to be prepared and ready to do. And I don't think yeah. anyone should be doing it unless you know. And no pun intended, but most spirits, if they're being transparent, (laughs) are going to come to you with their name first. Like any sort of like helpful or guiding spirit, in my experience, has typically, with the exception of Odin, he made me, he made me fucking work for it for several experiences before I realized what was happening. But it's not just, you know, any name. It's entity names. Yes. You want to be careful with with whatever name it is. And that that goes for sure if, it's, if you're not familiar or comfortable totally and that's not to say like that you should be careful like you should be respectful when you go into any sort of magical or divination practice mm-hmm. but at the same time don't let that scare you right don't it is okay to experiment it is okay to have fun it is okay to play but do that in ways that you're leaving yourself in a safe place like don't right. ever you know, put yourself in a sketchy spiritual situation because there are a lot, especially with this topic, mm-hmm. there's a lot of areas that you could put yourself in potentially sketchy situations. Right. Whether right. it's a Ouija board, a crystal ball, or your pendulum. Like, if, you, if you're just going into it, like, you know. Not knowing what you're doing. No, or just having just... no respect for the, like spirits that you may be contacting right they're gonna fuck with you have anything happen you don't know what you're doing that's kind of what i used to do they're gonna fuck with you yeah i was really opening myself up to like not but don't be afraid to have fun just everything not knowing what i was doing like don't be fearful but definitely be respectful be prepared go into it and and how are you going to know if you're ready that's a question how are you going to know if you're ready to do divination Uh, um just do it all (laughs) about it's all about doing the research and going into it confidently um i wouldn't confidence is huge yeah i wouldn't do it if you feel like you're unsure and scared and because even good spirits will fuck with you a little bit if they know you're a little bit timid right right? because they don't want to they're not going to waste their energy communicating with a human that is just playing around and being stupid. Yeah, you like, just, you've got to take more time to um, do do the research. And when you actually purchase a deck and yeah. read it, get yourself comfortable and acquainted. Get yourself in a serious uh, setup because it is a ritual. Like, I see so many people just pulling out their cards as though it's just like a party trick. Like, this is actually a ritual that that requires preparation yeah. mindset and actual energy transference and you need to have focus and sometimes you need to know when to not do it like last night yes. i was going to do a, <laughs> i was going to do a reading for my instagram reading group and laid the cards out and like drew three cards and like immediately i could feel the spirits that i typically work with being like that this is not a good time and i put the cards away and i went to sleep yeah. <laughs> so just, you know, listen to your uh, listen to your guides and just try not to try not to, you know, overstep the the comforts of which you've laid for yourself. Don't put yourself in situations that you're not comfortable with your with your cards and, and your divination work. Um try to be educated. Let's get into the next question like I, I thought of another one while you were talking a little bit ago, but I'll just rope it into this one. What are some like misconceptions about divination that you would like to clear up and like maybe some taboos or superstitions with divination? Uh, yeah, you know, I feel like um, a lot of the misconceptions that people have are mainly based in just ignorance like most of them don't actually really know most of anything yeah about what they're doing so i know that a lot of times like when it comes to readings like certain people have a lot of feelings about when you pull a certain card like oh if i pull the tower card they're like oh no like that doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden no. like that's uh there's no the bad end of the world. Pull. there's it's no just, bad pull. right like there's 
a lot of times like there's people who may not want certain cars pulled for them and so you have to deal with like fighting this this feeling of defiance from the people that you're reading for they just yeah. don't want what you're trying to give them and so that's kind of hard um sometimes and then also um a lot of times i feel like a lot of people feel that if you do have to have like notes or reminders that you're just like a fake reader and I think yeah. that that's a big misconception. Like, hello, that's a lot of information Those are not that some... we have to remember. And I, I typically have a book with me that has yeah. like a lot of notes in it. I think you should. Yeah, yeah. I typically have a book with notes that I can kind of flip through that are like in my own words that I can kind of remind myself of what it is that I'm that I'm reading. Mm -hmm. uh, because I, it's a lot of information, and mm -hmm. there's literally like seventy two cards to a deck, so I have to remember seventy two informationals. And I'm already a <laughs> I would rather somebody busy person. I would rather somebody have a book of like little reminders and brainstormer mm -hmm. thoughts than to like just have them there with their deck of cards and nothing else and stump and be like, Oh shit, I don't remember what that means. Like Right, right. I feel like that's <laughs> a, I just feel like that's such a big thing. Like when you like a lot of, I've seen a lot of people kind of talk down on someone for feeling like if they weren't a memorized reader that they shouldn't be like a professional reader and i don't think that that's that's bullshit that's gatekeeping is all that is yeah that's it's just it's not accurate like you could be a person who reads for others and has you know a book of reminders i don't give a damn if you pull out the book that comes with the cards as long as you are giving me your interpretation of what it means i could care less I just want the the answer of the card. Honestly, I mean, when people read for me, as soon as they pull the cards, usually I look at them and I can kind of tell where it's going to go because I've, I've looked at the cards already. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. So I kind of look down and go, oh, okay, I, I kind of know where this is going. But at the end of the day, I always let the person just read how they read. And yeah, because you judge... want their interpretation right. too because they're an entity outside of you that might be tapped into a little bit more than you are when yeah. it comes to those knowledge of those yeah. cards. And I don't judge. Um, what about you? Like, what are some misconceptions? Uh, well, I'm going to go, cause you basically covered a lot of the misconceptions. I'm going to go into like taboo and superstitions. Okay. Like, I think it's funny that some witches and readers will say like, don't buy your own deck or like, oh. don't buy, <laughs> don't buy your own set of casting rooms. Like right. that's, that is bullshit for one, because I think I've bought I bought a bins. yeah, all of them except for the you gave me one, mm -hmm. and then you bought me one I picked out. But yeah, like the I mean I'm just as connected to sets that I've bought myself as I am sets that other people have bought me. That's just that's yeah. just superstition is yeah, all that, that is. is. A, that is a big that's one. silly superstition. Yeah, I do I do agree with that. I believe that you definitely can buy your own deck if you want. Yeah. Um. And vice versa, like for sure. If if you feel like something, everybody's scared of the devil card too, and that's yeah, that's another one. That's not a bad card well, at that, all. That's yeah, actually that's a really a good card. To I think. a lot of cards, but there's many cards people don't want in their deck. But yeah, the devil would be one. Yeah, and so a lot of times you the know, tower is the big one that deal, scares yeah, people. You deal, you deal with like just constantly trying to fight this urge to be corrected all the time when you're just trying to uh trust your own intuition like that is the hardest thing to do when you're trying to read mm -hmm. is you're literally just trying to tune out what everyone else is saying and listen to yourself and you have the other person on the other side of that going no listen to me like i am <laughs> that's not my pick another card i am not trying to listen <laughs> to you i'm trying to listen to what my gut yeah. is telling me let me read this damn deck yeah yeah like it's not easy to do let's see so um i mean what are like Let's go kind of into that. Good and bad experiences with reading. Whether that was with yourself, whether it was the with first, others. The first one was a bad one that I was talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because that was just me playing. Like me playing with no sense of respect at all. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, you want to see something? I will fucking show you something. And it scared the fuck out of me. Because it wasn't like... Uh, when you're scrying and you see something in this crystal, it's not like it's something just happening in your head. Like it's physically appearing in the crystal like it's a television set <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh i wasn't ready for that i wasn't ready for that at all and that'd be a, i wouldn't say that's a bad one and that one just gave me the sense of respect i literally didn't touch that crystal for like a year year and a half and then i started scrying again and kind of got comfortable with got game. comfortable well yeah. i came into it the second time with more education and more 
respect for the for that craft. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a weird experience with a Ouija board one time, but but what about your? But we've already talked about that. Good experiences. Um, I I won't go too much into it because it's personal. But I was contacted by my deceased mother a while after she passed away, and that was a really good positive. Yeah, yeah. That was a good positive reading, like a good positive. I remember reading that one. Yeah. Specifically, deals with your scrying. Yeah, and uh, just. Uh, just very cool. Since I've know? started working with the runes, I've been working with the runes for a couple of years now, and I've just recently got a, like a rune, I guess you'd call it an oracle deck, but it's a rune card deck mm -hmm. with all of the Elder Futhark on it. That's been really fun to like, kind of relearn the runes in a different way kind of get a different feeling for them and something that I've learned in my playing with the cards rather than the stones is it almost feels like each rune is almost a different spirit like there's like spiritual connections like different like it almost feels like I'm interacting with a different entity yeah with every rune and that's not something I felt so much when I was just casting stones mm -hmm. for some reason but I've really connected to that way of looking at it with the cards. Yeah, and so you're that's doing a that's lot really, of really cool. Good reading, like for you know, collective groups, like with your pages and stuff. You've been yeah, doing just you know, getting yourself in touch with your um, intuition and doing readings for like totally for your online. And I've been making myself work with the uh, like the Rider Waite tarot set. It's a like a Celtic version, but it's still the Rider Waite system. I've been making myself work with that deck in my group, and that's that. That's been a fun process too, just learning that deck of cards, like that. That language of divination that's been fun. Yeah, so that sounds totally. really cool. Um, also, the interactions, like I like the feedback. That's one thing. Give feedback to your readers a little bit more, like because that helps hone and sharpen our tools if you give us feedback about the reading and like how it you connected to it how, how about what about you what about you um i was just going to talk more about like i guess my good and bad experiences as well um the one bad experience that i had was and i wouldn't even say bad i would just say like we say bad in the context of this is learning and lesson from you know, it not going well, mm -hmm. but I did have, um, a time where I was reading for myself with my pendulum and I can't remember exactly what I was asking, but I do. Oh, it was about, um, was this recently or is it, um, it was about a year ago. Yeah. And it was around that time that I remember when I had that, um, opportunity for a business venture and yes. I thought that it was going to work possibly. And I like went to ask, and I remember I was so stressed about it because I just, knew that it wasn't comfortable, but I really wanted it to work. And I remember like just asking my pendulum, like, is this going to work? Yes or no? Yes or no? And yeah. I remember like my pendulum was kind of just, you know, kind of doing like this little circle thing uh, for a second. And then it was just kind of like, uh, yes. And I'm just like, okay, I, I knew it wasn't telling me yes because it was yes, but it was yes because I wanted it to be yes. Yeah. And I just kind of was like, okay, I'm going to take that yes and just, yeah, I'm just going to take that yes. But you knew what that yes yeah, meant. When I went forward, I was like, no, like, this is it. <laughs> this isn't going to work. That's funny. And I should have, and I knew that it wasn't, but I just I think really, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, too. I just really wanted it to work. And I knew it wasn't going to. So it was just kind of funny because, like, when you try to lie to yourself through divination, it isn't going to no. work you could pull whatever card you want it to it to say to you they will but if it's not you. the answer that it is meant to be you're gonna know you're gonna know inside yeah. from, your, from your feelings that you're like ah that was probably just a little bit more dressed up than it could have been yeah. like i know that that's not the answer don't and ever so, try and sugarcoat yeah like that was me kind of getting like a a reality check that like i can't force uh -huh. The answer to be what I want it to be when I when I know deep down inside that I've already gotten the answers that I needed. What about a good? Um, a good one. I've had a lot of good ones. I've read for a lot of people, 
And I've had a lot of times that I was, you know, very spot on and, and gave people, you know, some really great insights for themselves. Um, one of the ones I did recently was I actually did a room reading for, um, a couple of friends of mine Yeah. and they, they're getting married recent or they're getting married soon. And, um, they wanted a reading from me to just kind of find out what it is that they needed to, to kind of know about their upcoming engagement and uh -huh. just kind of like how that is weighing on them. And I gave them a really great reading that just kind of helped them to feel super comfortable um, yeah. and secure about going forward in their relationship and sure. in this next step. And it was just really nice to do that for someone. So, I mean, I've had a lot of, really good experiences like especially times that i've had like i've read for myself and you know it's told me like yes like this is going to be a good prosperous fantastical deal and it was and i've had many of those yeah um i don't read a lot for myself because i do feel like i tend to uh i have a lot of my energy placed into like a reading so it's it's not as easy for me to feel like the answer is untainted, which is why I just don't do it as often. When I read for myself, I'll do, I usually only do the runes because they're really straightforward with their meanings, mm -hmm. like extremely straightforward. And I've got enough of a connection to them that I believe I can, it's, it's a little easier for me to decipher my own thoughts away from rune information mm -hmm. for sure. But yeah, it's, it's definitely. How do you feel like you use divination for yourself like in your practices do you think that it's a big part of you know how you get yourself in the zone is it something that you yeah yeah it's it's more of like a like a sometimes is like if i'm in a it? funk or something mm -hmm. or like if there's like like when i broke my leg i because a lot of shit had happened right around the time that i broke my leg and i went to my decks i pulled from two decks my rune deck and uh, my oracle deck that I mm -hmm. use quite a bit. And they both, because I asked, like, why is this happening? Like, what is this trying to teach me? What can I learn from, you know, you know, we got sick. Mm -hmm. Next week we got COVID. Next week I broke my leg situation. Like, what is what are you trying to tell me right now, Mr. or Mrs. Universe? And uh, it basically through both decks told me you need to learn to go with the flow a little bit more. Like you need to like be patient mm -hmm. with everything. You need to be learn learn to be patient with your family. You need to learn to be patient with yourself and you need to learn to flow with the way that things are rather than trying to push to make things inorganically happen. And both decks told me that and I knew exactly what they meant. And this is this breaking my leg situation has been a way to kind of slow my mind down mm -hmm. and like kind of assess everything and see where I'm at in my life and all of that stuff. But yeah, it was, uh, that was the most recent that I've done for myself, but every I'll, it, sometimes I'll just do a one card pull out of a deck. If I'm having like a funk or something like what's something I can meditate on right now and pull a card and it'll, I will meditate on that, mm -hmm. on that subject and it will usually um, but you would say it's a, it's a big part of your practice because oh, it's, yeah. it's a part of the, how you get answers for yourself. Like for sure. in, in that moment when you're having like a, it's kind of a clarity. Like, mm -hmm. uh, like I typically will always know what the problem is, but it's like, I go to the cards to like affirm it. It's like, the cause I do second guess myself a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I will use the cards kind of as an extension of myself to be like, okay, like, am I fucking nuts? Like, am I crazy right now? Or, or what? And then yeah. the cards, every time the cards will be like, no, like, <laughs> you know what you need to do. Stop being stupid. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like I would say, um, for me, like the, some type of divination is always a part of, um, of every ritual that I do. Yeah. Like when I do a ritual, I always want to pull like a card or do a room reading, um, something to kind of like end the ritual with like a clarification Yeah. and, um, or just a cleansing or just a message or it's just something I need to know that maybe like in that moment, I'm, you know, kind of like you said, you know, it's stuff that we already know, but we want, you know, for it to be clarified. And so, um, sometimes like the, 
the cards do that for us or however we like to read um, whatever our divination practice is. That's what it does for us is it brings yeah. a clarification into the practice. And so for me, it's a big part of like how I feel my ritual ends for it's sure with pulling a couple of cards and just really reading them and getting like a sense of this uh, clear path because sure. when you're doing any ritual, I feel like it is literally to center yourself and open up your third eye to get a sense of where it is that you're going. And I really like, I had never experienced that, but I really liked that about our ritual that we did with the, like our Christian friend that mm -hmm. wanted to do the interview with us. Like you did a card pulling at the end of that ritual. And I thought that was like a really nice way to like kind of cap the ritual off. Like mm -hmm. it, it was seamless. Like it, the card reading, I felt like closed the ritual. Like, yeah, yeah. Very and that's like, how I like to use it. It was nice. Like, yeah. it was very nice. It was completely organic. Like, it it totally fit right in with every other aspect of the ritual. And I had never done that before. Huh. Thank you. And that was cool. Yeah, well, I did gather a little bit of information that I wanted to share with everyone today for Black History Month. Since we are coming to a close and this is Witchy Wednesday, I thought you all might enjoy just a little bit of some information that we found out recently that was actually very interesting. I thought I'd slide it in here for yeah. some for some fun facts. So yeah. um, apparently Harriet Tubman was known as like possibly being like uh, the greatest sorcerer of all time. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. you know yeah. that? Yeah, that was uh, a. Really I'm gonna find. Cool. I'm gonna find the writer of that book. But there's a book that we want to read as a couple, and maybe do like a review slash history lesson on this channel at some point. But yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was very cool. I I read a little bit of information on it, and there was a lot of a lot of speculation that pretty much that she was potentially a witch. But even though she identified as Christian, mm -hmm. um, she was recorded to have. <laughs> that she um, had abilities to have visions and hear voices and always seemed to be like pretty much having some type of a prophecy. So yeah. it seemed to be that she was pretty untouched with, uh, with her divination. For sure. I read that she did like a lot of dream magic. Like mm -hmm. she would like spirits would give her like visions of routes to take. Right. Like escape right. slaves to mm -hmm. like, to get them to freedom. And like, they were like, right. Exactly. Every time. So pretty much seeing her, seeing the future in her so, dreams. Yeah. In the book, the book, it's called Conjuring Harriet Mama Moses Tubman by Witch Doctor Utu. It's been out for a while, but I just discovered it recently and I want to order it and I want us to read it as a couple. Mm -hmm. we, we were thinking about doing our episode on that itself, but it felt like we needed to do a little more research. And yeah, like, we, cause we wanted, time. we wanted to go like in depth cause it is like a rich, like crazy piece of both american american history black history and magical witchy history yeah that yeah. like a lot of people don't even know about so that would be that would be really interesting a really to do. cool episode in the future to do yeah. like, do like a deep dive in that book and do our own research mm -hmm. and yeah but it's pretty it's pretty badass yeah like i just thought it was really interesting to um kind of hear that she had these abilities and that she was just like naturally like yeah. astral projecting because these are a lot of things that i yeah. experience like yeah. i have a lot of astral projection when you're reading that last work. part i was like that's you i know <laughs> i also feel like i i have a lot of like visions and and things like that and so it's interesting that that was also a lot of things that she was experiencing and i wonder yeah. you know i'm i've always wanted to have more information on it and i want to meet someone who I guess seamlessly knows all of these things so they can For tell sure. me more, but yeah. it just kind of seems like, you know, over time, these are things that you're just learning on your own with research and, and, and stuff. So it's really, I was really interested to see that. And that's why I wanted to share it because I felt like yeah. we share a lot of similar um, characteristics when it comes to. Yeah. You may be, you may be tapping into mom and Moses and not even know it. Hey, I don't know. It's I possible. Mean, it's cool. It's really cool to like, learn that like somebody who is already basically like one of the biggest badasses of American history is even more of a badass. Like that's, I think yeah. it's a really, really cool. It's very cool. It is. And, and I think that it's even cooler that really she was like a proclaimed Christian. Yeah. 
because truly that just shows you that, you know, your religion really has nothing to do with like your actual power. Yeah. And your it personal powers. It also shows you how like maybe changed modern Christianity is Definitely, because modern, no Christ idea modern Christianity like seems to be across the board completely against it mm -hmm. until you get into like voodoo and hoodoo and right, like, like right. that end of it. And mm -hmm. it's, completely interwoven seamlessly with Christianity in a way that works cohesively both, both ways. And like, that's maybe that's, maybe that's a place that we as Americans or we as like magical practitioners mm -hmm. could like put those differences aside. Bring them together. And uh, yeah, I think that's very cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. So our last question that I wanted to go out with was uh, with divination, you know, do you feel like divination is, more about your mindset or more about magic like your magical ability and i'm gonna let you start with answering that for me i think it is equal parts of each <laughs> like because i do believe that it is um, like intuition and like my own mental uh cosmic reach but i also use my magic in the same way. Like I don't do a lot of magic that requires like, uh, like ingredients like herbs and crystals. I do do crystal magic, but most of my everyday practice is divination, like divination spell work. I would, I would consider my spell work and my divination to be one and the same in that practice. Um, what about you? And were you planning on doing a card reading? I am. Okay. I am. I am yeah. planning to do a card reading um, since it is Witchy Wednesday. Yeah. But yes, I would say, you know, for me personally, I truly, when I do divination, I believe that it is more about your mindset. Um, it yeah. is a magical practice, but um, I believe it's about the mind. When I do my divination, I don't put really any of my... I would say I try not to put my own magical influence on it and I try not to tamper. I try to just let the spirits from the outside truly give me their influence from the cards and however it is I'm trying to reach them. So I personally feel like when I go to do a divination, I all I care about is being like clear in my mind and wanting to have open heart, open mind, open receiving. So that way I don't mess up my message. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it has nothing to do with my magic. Like I, I place the cards, but I leave them and I, and it's all about the, the mindset of being open for whatever is about to be received. So yeah. it is, it I is see, definitely part of mindset and this, magic. I but, do see the line between the two, but mm -hmm. I cross the line all the time all the time in my <laughs> practice <laughs> and that's fine because we don't have to agree but no, no. it is something that no, i do agree know, with you there is definitely a yeah. difference between magic work and divination like as individual practices for mm -hmm. sure i definitely see those are two completely separate things mm -hmm. but i in my practice interweave the two a whole for lot sure. <laughs> i just yeah i i definitely feel like there's different ways that you can look at it and do it uh-huh but you know, overall, you know, the divination is for you to receive. So, you know, to put any of your magical influence on it um, when it's for yourself is to tamper your own results. So maybe, yeah. maybe not. I could see. I but could, I do see where you're coming from. I do that's, think that um, yeah. it's uh, it's all about what you it's, it's all about. That's the great thing about it is it's all about what you want for yourself your interpretation yeah. because it can be different for every single person and every si single um, situation. So that's what I love most about it. For but, sure. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that that would be a perfect one. If I like, if I was going to give advice to somebody that's just jumping into divination, mm -hmm. like just a little piece of like, take it easy on yourself advice. It is to trust yourself. Yeah. 100%. Like it's about what you're interpreting and that is it. That, that is, is it. it. So, so today yeah. we are going to be doing, um, I want to do just a quick, this is a badass deck of cards too. Yeah. Thank you. So um, today I am using my Moonology Oracle deck. Um, it's got 
some beautiful cards in it. Um, it's a 44 deck card or a 44 card deck and it's got uh, all kinds of moon phases on it um, with signs. So it's one of my favorites. Um, I wanted to pull that out today and do just a quick reading for us today on Witchy Wednesday. Um, and I think I'm just going to do a quick three card reading. Um, for anyone who did not know, yesterday was like the portal opening for, for Tuesday. So it was Tuesday and it was February the 22nd of 2022. So it was two, 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 two. And so, um, it was a really big magical day for everyone. And I want to just do um, a quick little reading, um, with my monology cards, um, for a message that we all need to hear post portal. So now that that has happened, everybody was doing their manifesting yesterday. Yeah. Um, what is something now that, you know, we can look forward to now that we've crossed that line? Like what is coming for totally. us in, in our near future? Yeah. And so, um, this is actually like a good set of cards to, oh. to follow that up with. Thank I think, you. I think, why do you think, I don't know. I've always thought numerology and moon magic mm-hmm. kind of go hand in hand. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Cause it's calendar stuff. You've got mm-hmm. the dates. I mean, it's the moon and numbers mm-hmm. I agree. are great bedfellows. Thank you. Okay. So I've got our deck nice and shuffled and our first card is going to be the disseminating moon. Our next one is going to be the south node. And our last card is going to be the full moon in Sagittarius. I find this last card to be really cute because like full moon is probably my one of my favorite moon phases and i'm a sag so i feel like that was really calling out to me there (laughs) but um yeah these cards are giving us a message so for our post portal opening you know what we need to hear right now is that we need to take a time to to do a timeout yeah deep breaths okay Everybody, this is a time that you need to relax, relax, relax. We are in a time of healing. Mm-hmm. We are in a time of... Literally. Yeah, yeah. We are in a time of really trying to uh, be open to all of the things that are going on right now. It's very intense. Yeah. Um, a lot of right now is like testing your faith. And this is the time to just like be open. Try to accept the way things are right now and give yourself some time to relax yeah because that is what we really need right now um our other next card south node is telling us don't let your past hold you back yeah so where we just came from this last couple of years have been really really hard Mm -hmm. for all of us yeah and um with that in our rear view it is time to kind of remember that as we're going forward, we need to let go of all the things that have been programming, conditioned, yeah, worked on us, beat into us constantly. Like this is so suffocating. Yeah. And we need to let it go. This is a time for release. This is a time to take what you can, take your challenges and make some new changes. Yeah. Um, because you're letting the the lot a lot of this stuff is holding us back right now. It's a societal, that's something all of society can take right now. Absolutely. It's a, you know, it's, it's one of those things right now that a lot of us need to feel like things are getting easier, that things are feeling safer. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of those, um, one of those ways that's going to happen is trying to let go of our past. It's time to reprogram as, as a people. Absolutely. And our last card is to uh the full moon in sagittarius we need to look at the bigger picture so out of all of that you all the biggest thing to remember is do not worry about the tiny things do not fret over the things that do not matter right now 
that is only going to make you counterproductive. This is a reminder that good things are coming. And when we step back and we look at the bigger picture, we will see the positives, the blessings that maybe are not exactly showing us right now in our face, but it is exactly where where it might be in your future. You may just may not see it right now. Yeah. Um, so take a deep breath, take a few risks, go with the journey and keep an open mind. Um, you may just be distracting yourself with a lot of the stuff that feels minuscule right now, mm -hmm. but I promise the bigger picture is holding a ton of really positive and, uh, you never know, a good surprise probably. Yeah. So I, I'm really digging this reading. Totally. It was lovely. Truly. I, um, hope that you all got some very nice positive vibes from that and enjoyed this witchy Wednesday. I it was really sure. fun sharing this with you all. And I had a blast doing it. This has been a really fun episode. Absolutely. Um, they if all you are all, though. Every single one of them. This are. has been a fun time. Absolutely. If you all are enjoying this, please let us know. We want to hear from you and we love to hear your feedback. Please um, you know, get in on our topics. Our Patreon is about to kick off. So even though it's been started already, we're about to start posting on it a lot more than we have been. Make sure you all check in with us. You can find us at Instagram or Facebook at Heathen and the Hedge Podcast. And do we want to plug our divination pages or no? Absolutely. Sure. Why not? Um, we do both have divination pages. So if you all would like to check those out or get readings from either one of us, um, I have a reading page on Facebook, which is called Mystic Mountain Readings. So you can find me there if you'd like to get a reading from me. And mine is on Instagram. It is at Merlin's Realm Readings. And it's Merlin underscore realm underscore readings. So, just so go ahead and you know, hit find me up. Them. I'm yeah. not really charging anything right now because I'm just trying to build trust and trust and community right now. But um, yeah, that's where we're that's where you can find us. I hope you guys enjoyed another episode of Heathen and the Hedge. This has been Witchy Wednesday. I am Shay. My name is Merlin. And we will catch you all on the next episode. Blessed be y'all. Love you guys. Peace.